What's up, world? Welcome to the Melanin Money Show, the official destination for personal finance, entrepreneurship, and wealth building for melanin millionaires. We will teach you the tools, the tips, the tactics, the hacks, and strategies you need to learn to become financially free so that you can be the wealth starter and legacy lever for your family. And I'm your host, George Action Palm, accompanied by co-hosts Jacqueline Shattuck and Carter Cofield. If you're ready to begin your journey to become a melanin millionaire, tune in, take notes, and let's go. Go. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Melanin Money Show. And I know you guys are like, dang, y'all was in person last week. It was a vibe. The camera quality was A1. And now y'all back virtual. But the gym's going to still be quality. You know what I'm saying? But now thank you guys for quality. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's always a pleasure to do those in-person episodes and get a chance to tap in. And we got a chance to do that while at Black Equity Con, which was an amazing, amazing experience. Shout out to everybody who tapped in with us on the vendor booth. If you got a chance to win a few bucks in the money booth, you bought some merch and just really got a chance to, to meet us. Uh, a it was a few bucks. We gave away, yeah. was it near $1,000? Over a thousand, like $1,100. Over $1,000. Yeah. Over $1,000 yeah. in mm-hmm. ones. You know how hard it is to give away over $1,000 in ones, but we did it. And yeah. people, people enjoyed uh-huh. it. Yeah. So how y'all feeling coming off the, the, the conference high Black Equity Con? It was good. It was good. I mean, I still kind of feel like I'm on a high. I still feel like we have some momentum from that. I don't think oh, it's sure. all completely dead. I think it's dope to get the energy from the people that we got to meet in person. I love mm-hmm. y'all. We took photos. We got some really good energy. We had arguably the best session. I, I'm going to say we had the best session. So yeah, it was up there. Yeah. I mean, I'm too got to. Right. Not, not counting Myron Golden, of course. You know, I was um, like, the <laughs> that's, that's unfair, that's right? But yeah, I mean, we got a lot of great feedback. I mean, I think what, to, to the people's defense, they anticipated a regular panel, but there's nothing regular about melanin money, right? So they just felt like, oh, Jacqueline's going to chime in on her some good points and Carter's going to, it's going to be a bunch of piggyback. Well, let me piggyback off of that. No, we all had separate bags and we were all in them, right? So we appreciate like the Like a fries at the bottom. Say again? I said, we're in our bag like the fries at the bottom, no pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> in our bag like the fries. Yeah, give me that, that, that fries. Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. But guys, you know, uh, we are the Melanin Money Show. Um, so we would be remiss if we weren't a go-to resource to help you navigate the headlines. You know, it's a lot of fear in the marketplace right now. Everybody's screaming recession and inflation and everybody's on the edge of their seat. And so while recessions and things like that are namely unavoidable, right? They're gonna happen, things are cyclical. Uh, we don't have to be scared if we get prepared, right? I kind of rhymed a little bit. Yeah, like we don't have to be scared if we, if we get prepared. So today we're gonna talk about six ways how you can prepare for a recession, right? So we wanna get your pen and pad out, take some notes. And honestly, these are good practices whether we're going through a recession or not. So. Let's definitely uh, take some notes and share this episode with someone who you think can be. We don't do that enough, right? I hope, I hope you guys are doing it organically. And I feel like you are because we hear people coming. They were at Black Equity Con telling us about certain episodes. I'm like, yo, y'all listening. Hey, y'all wasn't that crazy, man? Like people like, yeah, I mean, I heard it like reciting stuff that you said. I'm like, bro. Yeah. I was and like, I like, did say, say that. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, um, so definitely share this episode with someone who you think will benefit from it. All right. So. The first point is I want you guys to, and we talked about truth. 
Hold on, back up, back up really quickly. And let's define recession for the people, because I think that recession, like you said, is used as a scare tactic. Right. We want everybody to get really scared about a recession and really up in arms. And the truth is, there has never been two recessions that looked alike in history. Right. So a recession is defined as a period of two down quarters of economic activity. So looking at 2022, we've had data from Q1, which says, hey, economic activity is down. And by economic activity, just so people know, it's just just GDP being negative, right? Two quarters in a row, right? Yeah, pretty, pretty straightforward. We've been using this to define recession for a very long time. And so GDP is down for two quarters. All right, cool. Well, like I said, no two recessions in history have ever looked the same. But what we do know is that statistically, a recession lasts for about 18 months. Okay, so keep in mind as we work through these things to help you combat a recession, because one is coming. Right. Or we may be in the midst of one right now. It's important that we know, Okay, the time frame we're looking at is on average 18 months. Okay, so keep that in mind as we work through these things. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. So on the show, we've talked about things like true bill. Right. We talked about what it means to build a true financial plan. And when you go through your actual transactions, when you go through your spending, you're always going to identify usually things that like, yo, I forgot I was still spending money on that. I don't really need that. It's one of the first things you can do to prepare for a recession is to find expenses that you can cut back on. Now, keep in mind, you know, we're not the scarcity mindset podcast. We're all about making money, managing it and maximizing it. Right. But it's going to make sense why we're going to tell you that one of the first things you should do is see how you can cut certain things back. So at the end of the day, right, just like when uh, the pandemic first started, right, we didn't know how long it was going to last. We didn't know what was going to happen. So you always want to be prepared, right, and just have that capital on the sidelines or to make sure that you can weather storms because you don't know how long it's going to be, right? So the first thing you can do is just evaluate your finances and see if there is an opportunity to cut back, which honestly, if you took action on our episode probably four or five weeks ago, whenever it was, we told y'all to download Truebill, right? You would have already found some stuff. However, if you hadn't done that yet, we're going to spin the block, as the young kids say, and give you a second opportunity to see if there's some expenses that you can cut back on. Any additional thoughts you guys have on that one? Is spin the block what the young kids say? Spin the block. As far as I know. As far as I know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, You're one of them, so tell yeah, us. I'm, say, like, I'm, I'm not though. I don't think the young kids like to drive these days. <laughs> I don't think they say that. <laughs> yeah, let us know in the chat. I mean, in the comments of this episode, the young kids still say "spin the block." I'm, I'm a right. yes. I heard a little baby say, "He the voice of the people." So, um, yeah, baby said it, then they say it. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I think I think this is a good practice anyway, whether a recession is coming or not, like, you know, if you got, if you could find an extra 200, 300, 400, $500 a month in money that you don't use, whether a recession is coming in or not, that's $6,000 in extra money a year that you can be investing, $6,000 that you could be putting towards assets. So I think there's a great opportunity to uh, really look at your spending. I know I need to do it for a fact right. because there are things I'm paying for I don't use. Um, and I think it's a good reminder uh, just to, you know, get ahead of the curve. And if a recession is not coming, you just still save some money regardless, you know? Big facts. Big facts. Anything else you want to add, Jacqueline, to that point? I think in thinking about what you're going to cut back on and figuring that out, you have to get really defined on your values, 
right? So what do you actually value? Because Mm -hmm. your bank account is going to reflect that. Your bank statements reflect what you actually value. So I think now is the time to look at that, to say like, hey, you know, do I actually value having 20 different subscriptions to all these TVs when really they're distracting me from building wealth and the things that I really need to be focused on, spending time with my family, right? Do I really value those? I think that's an easy way for you to focus on what you actually need to cut back on. Facts, big facts, big facts. All right. And this is one that we've all heard several times, right? And make sure that you build an emergency fund. If you haven't already built an emergency fund, make sure that you build it. An emergency fund is simply defined as at least, keyword at least, three to six months of your expenses saved. Why is this important? Because if there's a slowdown in economic activity, right, that could mean that your main source of income could get impacted, right? Could. Right. It means that you could, there could be layoffs. We saw a lot of companies already making those moves. Um, if you have a business and people aren't shopping or spending as much money and you're in an industry or a sector that gets impacted by that. Right. You still got to keep the lights on for that business, but you might not be able to pay yourself what you used to pay yourself. But the bills still got to get paid just because it's a recession. You can't knock on the door. You're leasing off and say, hey, the money ain't flowing like it used to. Can I give you all a check in like three months? They're going to look at you like you're crazy and tell you to get yourself out of here. Right. So the bills are still going to keep coming. So you got to have that capital reserves to take care of those expenditures, right? So make sure that you're building towards that emergency fund if you don't already have it. And I know, you know, everyone because of inflation says, hey, don't have X amount of dollars in the bank. And trust me, I get it. But just make sure that if it's not in the bank, it's maybe a cash equivalent or something that you can get your hands on relatively instantaneously that doesn't, uh, it wouldn't be impacted by everything else that's going on in the world. So definitely want to build up that emergency fund. So ask it for a friend, right? Yeah. Um, how, being a business owner is different, right? Because if you're an employee, you have an emergency fund, it's like, okay, I just got to have three to six months of my personal expenses. But I think when you're a business owner, it gets a little bit more complicated because you not only got to worry about yourself, you got staff to pay. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you got people who depend on you. So like, I think that my quote unquote emergency fund, I think it's higher than it should be, but it helps me sleep at night knowing that if the business doesn't bring in money for six months, I still can make sure my staff, they have kids, yeah. right? So yeah. Yeah. Um, asking for a friend, like, you know, business owners, what do you think is a good mark? Is it six months of three months of the business's expenses or like, you know, just, just curiosity. Yeah. Good question. I mean, I look at them completely different separately. Right. I look at like, I look at like my personal emergency fund for my personal expenses and then for the business, I mean, to your point, six months or more, um, just because, you know, like you, like you don't want to have that pressure, right. Of knowing that, man, somebody else's livelihood is predicated upon the success of my business. And just because we're experiencing, you know, some things that I don't have control over, right. I have to potentially lay people off. Cause at the end of the day, here's the, here's the hard truth. I know, I don't know about y'all, but like there's certain people that work for me that like, if I didn't have them, it ain't going to work. So if if we're already, if we're already experiencing, you know, turbulence and now I can't pay you to help keep me, what helped me weather this storm, I'm definitely not going to make it through this storm. So I better find a way to make sure that I can, I can keep paying you. And more importantly, I value the people, right? So 
for me, to your point, Carter, definitely, you know, I would I would go even as far as a year, you know, if you had to on the business side in particular, because at the same token, I'm also looking at those funds as opportunities. Right. If I want to grow, I need capital available to be able to. Oh, I want to do this or do that. And so even in general terms, I would have more money than I, I would have in my personal um, emergency. Fund. When, I, when I see six figures in that account, I'm like, man, what, what am I doing? And, but then it's like, yo, like you got to you got to be you got to be smart. Yeah. And like, mm-hmm. again, it helps me sleep at night. So it's very important. And to right. your point, I think that once you become an investor, it's always a pain point to just see cash sitting around because you're like, oh, that mm-hmm. cash is supposed to be doing something. I know actually what to do with that cash. So it needs to be moving. And so it's like, all right, let me refocus and understand that that cash serves a purpose and that cash right. is for a downturn for a dry spell. Right. Right. So I think that's cool. Yeah. And real quick, big boy talk, right? Just make more money so that whatever that percentage is, it still reflects a marginal amount of your overall capital, right? So yeah, you got 100,000, 200,000 in cash. What does that reflect the grand scheme of things, right? So big boy talk, don't ever play yourself. Hey, no, hey, uh, remember that? I don't think you were at that conference. I mean, it was was Neo's conference, but dude, dude said it on stage. He said, next time you see the price of something, and you think it's, you know, you think it's expensive. He said, don't get mad at the person who charging you that. Get mad at yourself for you thinking that that's a lot of money. Ooh. I was like, oh, my God. He said, get so, mad that you consider that to be a lot of money. I'm like, well, mm-hmm. all right. Yikes. That's Time for me to pack up. What's up, guys? Have you ever been just like chilling on the couch and trying to find something to watch on Netflix and you're browsing, you're scrolling and you just can't seem to find anything that you either one haven't already watched or just doesn't seem that interesting? Well, I have the solution for you, because if you're listening to the Melanin Money Show, then I know that you care about taking your financial life to the next level. And that's exactly why we created Financial Flicks. So instead of Netflix and chill, you can Financial Flicks and chill and you can find on-demand videos across personal finance, wealth building, and entrepreneurship. And right now, you can test drive Financial Flicks for just a dollar by clicking the link in the show notes. Go to melaninmoney.com forward slash financial flicks and check out all of the on-demand videos we have, plus all the other features that you'll get access to by joining today. Um, yeah. So y'all know, <laughs> y- y'all know the finals games are on, right? <laughs> <laughs> one of the For games sure. comes on at like 9 p.m. EST. So my friend was like, do you want to watch the game? I was like, no, nah, I'm not going to get home to like 1 a.m. Like it's going to throw off my whole next day. And he was like, yeah, dang, that does suck. He's like, I'm mad that, you know, they, they play the game so late. And I was like, we shouldn't be mad that they play the game so late. We should just be mad that we're just not at the game courtside. Like that's what we should be mad at. <laughs> right. I bet you right. stay awake if it's courtside. <laughs> that's a fact. That's a fact. That's a fact. All right. So next one on the list is the one I'm most excited about is build an opportunity fund. Right. So you got to understand this thing about a recession. Right. Like there's a lot of variables, macroeconomics and microeconomics that are at play. Right. Part of it is just plain outright fear. Right. And people are panic selling and they don't know what's going on. They're reading the headlines. Then another part of it is people are over leveraged. Right. And as a result of that, right, they're having to sell assets at inopportune times, right? Because maybe they lost their job, they weren't prepared. Now they got to sell their assets, right, to keep to keep going. Right. So you have all these things going on. Now, here's the thing. By no means am I saying that I personally take joy out of anybody's circumstances, right? I, I don't want anybody to, to, to suffer or hurt in the pandemic. But the reality is some people are unprepared or circumstance happened or life happens. And as a result, it creates opportunity in the market, right? And as a result of that, 
oftentimes you can get assets at distress prices because let's say a person didn't have an emergency fund. Now they're selling off a bunch of their stock, right? Because they need the cash to pay for their lifestyle, right? Or some companies, you know, or there's a disproportion between price and value in the market and you understand the value. Like there's all these things that are going on that if you keep your eyes and ears open, you can use that opportunity fund to take advantage, right? Not to mention, we know that some of the greatest companies are born during down times, right? The Ubers of the world, Airbnb, Airbnb right? The, the, the last big recession, that's, that's when they came out of, right? And so we know that on the brink of hardship sparks creativity and innovation. And so you can have an opportunity to one, be the creator, right? Of that next best thing, which you would need opportunity capital to do, right? Or you can identify opportunities in the market where it's like, I know the value of that is not what the current price is reflecting. And I'm going to buy that right now. I'll never forget. It was 2009, just graduated college, moved back to Charlotte. And there's these really fly uh, condos right, uh, right near an area of Charlotte called Midtown. At the time, the condos were like 153000 and even then I knew, I was like, man, that seemed like a pretty good price. I'm just fresh out of college. I can't buy nothing. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, man, them things fly though. And something just told me like, man, if I could have made it work, like that would have been a good move. Fast forward just, I think five years-ish after that time period, not even that long. Those same condos were worth, and, now, and mind you, this was still like in 2015. So they're probably like worth 1.3 now. But like they're worth like $550,000, right? Just five years later. So imagine if I had the foresight and the money to go ahead and get it. And technically I could have got it. I just didn't know what I was doing at that time. Yeah, yeah, and so yeah. those are opportunities. Those like, there's gonna be all sorts of opportunities that happen in the market, whether it's real estate, whether it's the stock market, whatever. And if you have opportunity capital, you can take advantage. And of course, if it's the Melanin Money Show, we will make you apprised of those opportunities as we see them. For sure. And like, it's kind of, it's crazy that you say that, man, because again, we're not wishing, I, you know, I'm not wishing a recession to happen. I hope it doesn't, right? Because people will be impacted. But I remember, you know, graduating, I, I graduated high school around that time, right? And, you know, I wasn't investing in anything. I was about to go to college. I had zero money. Amazon was selling for God knows what, you know, and I'm seeing all this happen. I'm taking these investing classes, but I don't have the money to do it. And I remember saying to myself, like, yo, I need to learn as much as I can now, because when the next one happens, I better be ready to take advantage of it. And now fast forward 10 years later, um, it, it could be the potentiality that we have this opportunity. And um, for all you all out there, you're not only testing your, you know, your ability to save money and make extra money, you're also testing your emotional investor skills, right? Are you going to be scared when everybody is um, scared or are you going to be greedy when everybody is scared? So I think um, to that point, everybody has a basic opportunity and the most money is made during recessions, but you can't do anything about that if you don't have any money on the sidelines. So I think right. when you said building an opportunity fund um, is very important. I think what I what this means to me is um, trying to make as much money as I can and save as much money as I can, but also put myself and my business in a position to leverage credit in a way to buy other assets, right? So what I'm currently doing, is I am calling all of my banks that I have lines of credit with. I am asking for an extension. I'm, I'm calling all my credit cards. I have uh, lines of credit with asking for an extension. I'm doing this both on the business and on the personal side. I'm doing this before the recession happens. So one, they could say yes to my request, but two, like when opportunities come like that $150,000 condo, I'm throwing mm. everything at it. 
You know what right. I'm saying? Because again, you, you know, you could quadruple your wealth during this time if you're smart and if you have the uh, money on the sidelines to do so. Big facts. Big facts. I like that. So really, the name of the game is buy low, sell high. That's the name of the game, no matter what's going on in the economy. And so I want us to remember that that is stable. And so a lot of times we think like, oh, when there's a recession, we're taking advantage of somebody else. No, when somebody sells and when somebody buys, you have two people who think that they are right at the same time. Mm, but, but can they both be right? Maybe they are. Maybe something is right for somebody else that isn't right right for you and vice versa. And I think that's one of the really beautiful things about investing and what makes investing really an art instead of a science, because there's usually a mathematically correct and an emotionally correct answer. Right. So you may have somebody who sells a little bit down during a recession. Right. And you're thinking, oh, I got that for a steal. Meanwhile, that person has 2000 times their return. Right. So it's more of an art than a science. So it's not necessarily that you're always taking advantage of somebody else during a recession, but you're just following the name of the game. Buy low, sell high. Right. And if you've been tuning into our classes or our content on Instagram, you know that we've been introducing this uh, other concept of, of buy low, keep forever. Right, and borrow, <laughs> and borrow against the value of it, right? Which is which is a you know a strategy that more and more people are becoming becoming aware of. Which you know, quick tangent, right? Don't if you see your investments fluctuating, and you want to have to have an opportunity to go buy other assets. Remember, you can borrow against the value of your assets. You want to learn more about that? Tune into the, uh, the Melanin Millionaires Club. We did a phenomenal class on that. Uh, last month to break it down. And I don't want to go too far off on a tangent on this episode, but that's another thing that you can, you can tap into as well. All right. So another thing you want to do is you want to get rid of high interest debt, right? You want to get rid of high interest debt, right? Cause you just don't want that looming over you. Right. You know, cause you don't know what's going to happen. And the last thing you want to do is like have all these other factors that you can't control. And then something happens with your income. And now you've got Amex or whoever your creditors are knocking on your door. You know what I'm saying? They're like, hey, look, we need that. (laughs) Okay. We leave it here with something. (laughs) We need that. That's the last thing you want. It's going to create unnecessary stress. Right. And if anything, you should be liquidating those, getting those cars to zero so that you can leverage it for opportunities. Right. Not that whatever consumerism that you had. Right. So get rid of high interest debt. And if you are going to leverage debt, make sure that you're putting yourself in a position to have debt as a part of, as Carter said, a part of your opportunity fund so that it can extend beyond the actual cash that you have. So give it a high interest debt, right? Which is always good at any, any point in time. Point blank, period. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I mean, I think if you, people shouldn't be carrying it in the first place, but like, right. Get rid of now, that right now. Now the better time than any. <laughs> Yeah, to get rid of it. You know what else is now is a better time than any, and she's gonna hate that I'm gonna do this, but I'm gonna see. I'm gonna see if she can think quick on her toes. Now is also a good time to share a review with our listener. Oh, look at look at. I'm trying to catch her slipping. Look at. I'm trying to catch her slipping. Trying to catch her slipping. Hold on one second. Somebody's somebody's at my door. Jesus Christ, he's gonna ring the doorbell. We we can't hear it. But anyways, look. I'm going to tell the people to be about your paper. Well, actually, I'm not going to tell the people to be about their paper. NYXLT is going to tell them to be about their paper. And I feel like you are a loyal listener. And for your five-star review, we want to reward you. Okay. But let me read this review really quickly. Should I read the whole thing, Carter? 
Yeah, why not? We got time. Why not? Okay. Wake up. Take a moment to breathe. Open up your podcast and play the Melanin Money Show and allow it to inspire your soul and elevate your life. Y'all, I need my smooth jazz voice on. Like, I feel like that's what fits to this. Listen to the coaches who've accomplished their dreams help you attain the next level. <laughs> that's the best I got for y'all. <laughs> the keys Boy. to the golden kingdom of financial freedom is freely afforded to you. Just push play. I took mine, opened some doors, and sitting here watching it make me money. Dollar sign, dollar sign, dollar sign. Being in the room is half the battle. I learn something new from the Melanin Millionaires Club every day. Come join the family and be your best selves. I didn't write that. Wow. I didn't wow. write that. That's a review. Right. That's a review. NYXLT wrote that. And you deserve that. a shirt for that. Yeah. NY. Oh, we got to love it. Hey, man. Shout out, shout out to that review. All right. All right. So that, that was, that was that. beautiful. And we had, hey, look, we had 84 goals to be at 100. So y'all keep the reviews coming. Keep the reviews coming, y'all. And we really appreciate y'all. Go to Apple Podcasts and go to YouTube. Leave us a five-star review and give a give a written review if you have the time. Help us keep the lights on. Let's get it. I think All right. let's do this. Our next conference is in August. So mm-hmm. I think if we can get to 100 reviews by August, let's do a giveaway. Oh, we better get to 100 reviews by August. Oh, yeah. For I'm sure. with it, though. I'm with it. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. We'll figure out what that, we'll figure out what that giveaway is. All right. So the next point, right, on how to prepare for a recession is acquire irresistible or irreplaceable skills. What's going on, guys? George Ashton Pong here, and I am the founder of Melanin Money, the number one brand for wealth builders of color. You know, I look at wealth building like a sport. In every sport, you got to have a uniform. And so what is the official uniform for wealth builders of color? That's where Melanin Money comes in. So if you go to melaninmoney.com and use code MELANIN15, you'll get 15% off your order of the entire store. And I think you're going to absolutely love our latest additions, right? It's literally a um, productized emotion of what it feels like to build black wealth, right? But you get to wear it. Um, you get to share the world, like your hard work that you're doing on this journey of building wealth. And we can't wait for you to join Team Black Wealth by shopping melaninmoney.com. Have you ever wondered what it would be like to have a personal financial advisor that you could ask questions to to help you navigate, you know, spending decisions, help you, you know, figure out investments that make sense for you to help you achieve financial success? Well, you no longer have to wonder that because we created that inside the Melanin Millionaires Club with our flagship feature, Pocket Advisor. With Pocket Advisor, it's just like it sounds. You have an advisor right in your pocket where you can ask a real expert, real questions in real time to help you navigate your journey towards financial success. So if you want to learn more about that, click the link in the show notes, go to melaninmoney.com forward slash pocket advisor to learn how you can get an advisor in your pocket for less than $2 a day right? Acquire irreplaceable skills. Because here's the thing, just because a recession's coming doesn't mean that businesses still ain't got to run, that cars still ain't going to be on the road, people still ain't got to live, right? There's certain essential things that like always are going to have to happen, right? Businesses will still hire. They will still hire. People overlook that. Can can I give y'all a quick story? Sure. The reason I became an accountant it's because of what happened in 2009. Like I told you, I was graduating high school, going to college, and I was picking my major. Was it going to be financial advisor or whatever? I Googled what job has the lowest unemployment rate. 
CPA mm-hmm. was number one, because I don't care what's happening in your business. You're going to need an accountant to square things away by your taxes. So I literally chose my profession based off of 100% employability across all markets. And so all my accountants out there, take a deep breath. You're going to be fine. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. So irreplaceable skills, right? Like what are those things into Carter's point? Like people, for whatever reason, they look at those that 1040 or these forms, it just makes their skin crawl. They're like, I can't, I can't deal with this. Right. So one of the easiest way to identify irreplaceable skill is like, is it something that other people don't want to do, right? Or they're scared of doing it or they think it's too hard, whatever the case may be. That can, that's an opportunity, right? That's an opportunity for you to shine. Like, I got that, right? And then at the end of the day, people are going to rely on you, right? They're going to be dependent upon you. Uh, I think I'm going to just throw a few irreplaceable skills out there. Running paid media for someone. Right. So a lot of people like, you know, run paid traffic to their business through Facebook, Instagram ads, YouTube ads. And it is a skill, right? You can't just hop behind a computer and think you're going to know how it works. And if you have mastered that skill, shout out to Abu. Shout out to Abu. He's the, he is the ads master. If you've mastered that skill, people will pay you, especially in a recession, because it's like, yo, I can normally they just beaten my door down. Now I got to find them. Mm-hmm. Right. So learning how to run paid media, I think is an irresistible skill. Um, learning how to trade the stock market, right? We know that volatility, traders love volatility, right? And in, in a down market, there's a lot more volatility than there normally is, which is why everybody was an investing guru in March of 2020, right? Because at that point, once the market had kind of bottomed out, right? And started to creep back. I mean, literally all you had to do was throw money in the market and you could do just about any call option for any period of time and you were probably going to win. Right. And now people are quiet. Right. But if you can truly learn the skill of trading the markets, right? Shout out to our, our friend Terry. She just had a phenomenal bag. She's been running up a stupid running bag. up a stupid check. Um, shout out to the, uh, the nickname I gave her, the sweet assassin. I'm also thinking about the people, all the testimonials she has of people who have had real success with her program. Like that's, that's why her program crazy. is so successful. Like thousand dollars a day trading the market. Right. So that's a that's a skill. Right. Like, don't ever get it twisted. Right. Trading the markets and when you get good at it is a skill. Now, the thing is, is, is you do got to learn. Like, don't let Instagram fool you. Like, you have to put in the time. There's a lot of people that like they win. They don't post them L's. Though. They don't post them L's. Right. And whatever that win is, it probably ain't offset all the mails. <laughs> right. But it is. A skill. What are the, some other skills you guys think that are really, really uh, dope that people can look to acquire? Uh, to make themselves, you know, kind of recession proof, if you will. Yeah. So like we said, every recession looks different and this is going to be one of the first recessions. So think about this. The iPhone came out in 2007. The recession hit 2007, 2008, 2009. So social media wasn't even the thing that it is now. Now we look at another recession And we have something that has become a major staple in our lives, right? Social media. Social media is really what I think propels podcasts to work, right? Because you get all that advertising from social media to even blow up your podcast. So I think an irresistible skill that's still going to be here, recession or not, is podcast editing, video editing. I think all of that kind of social media skills is still Uh going to exist, recession or not. You actually still mind. I was going to say your social media manager, I don't care what's happening. You still have to promote yourself. You still have to promote your brand. 
you know, through hell or high water. So if you can help somebody do that, um, I think you're going to be in a, put in a phenomenal, phenomenal place. And also, if you're like a business credit specialist, people are going to be like fiending to try to get money to get yeah. through. So right. if you can handle like, you know, them PPP loans, they, people run up business. P-P-P, just do it the right way, though, because you don't want to have to get you out of jail. Yeah. Yeah. I think if you help people get funding, you good. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, t- so. but, tech, but tech jobs, too, right? For the most part, yeah. For sure. Somebody got to run this. Technology is always is always the future. I want to share this quick excerpt, just a part of it from uh, my buddy, Josh Brown. Y'all follow downtown Josh Brown? Of course. Super, super, super cool guy. And he uh, reposted a a screenshot of Cardi B's tweet. And it said, when y'all think uh, they're going to announce that we're going into a recession? And he had a really good caption. I'm just going to read the last part. He said, if we do have a recession, it will be the strangest recession in history, one in which GDP contracts while everyone who wants to work can easily find a job. Some of the workers whose jobs have been extremely sensitive to economic downturns historically have the most economic security of all. And basically his thesis on this is that right now we have too many, uh, you know, influencers and people who don't have like real skills, basically who is what he's saying. Everybody like is running to this digital stuff, which is cool, but like a lot of people don't actually have real skills and there's a lot of jobs that have been abandoned that are necessary. So when people have to humble themselves, right, people are going to be able to go back and get these jobs that have been abandoned because of this new digital wave, this new digital era, people thought that they could not acquire skills and become internet famous, basically, right? It's one thing to leverage the internet to grow your business, but you still got to be good at something, right? That's the caveat. No, people were just buying just whatever, bro. People were just like, oh, you got, something, you got something, I'm buying it. Um, so we might see a recession in the fake coaches that have been out here mm. that they can do something, right? And then no shame, like, you know, by, I, there's there's no doubt there was a lot of scammers that came out in the, you know, in the past year and a half teaching whatever, but people are going to buy from the super experts, not just because of what you say you are. So it might just, you know, in a positive way, kind of trim yeah, for sure. that of people who aren't really teaching people real skills. Yeah, and that's kind of what a recession is. It's like an economic cleansing, if you will, right? Like prices are overinflated. People just, the money was frothy. So people were just overbuying, overpaying for the house. Nobody cared. No one's paying attention to anything fundamental. It's like, hey, it's free and easy money flowing around everywhere. Let's get it. And so part of a recession is honestly like to kind of, all right, let's, let's bring this back to earth, right? Like everybody just calm down. <laughs> I'm a whole big fella, right? And so part of it is kind of necessary. And I think Gary B has, has, says it all the time. It's like, you know, being an entrepreneur, you know, the past 10 years was, was easy, right? But like now we're going to see who the real entrepreneurs are, the people who are really built for this. So, you know, again, I, I wish everybody well. I don't get any pleasure out of like seeing people fail or struggle or whatever. But my advice to you is, if you've been able to kind of skate around without having true skills that are irreplaceable, now is a better time than any to start acquiring those skills. I don't know. I see it differently. Like I think being able to partner with brands to grow your influence and to grow your page and to get paid, I think that that is a skill. And I think that influencers, the only way that they're really going to be dropped off the face of the earth is if brands decide to stop paying them for brand deals because you have a lot of influencers who make their entire salary off of brand deals so the only way they get cut is if brands are like yo we're not promoting on social right now because of a recession 
which won't happen. Which won't but happen. well, it won't it won't go away completely. But they're going to be a lot more selective, selective right? Okay. And so when the brand holds one hundred percent of the power, right, they're going to start to uh, number one understand that leverage, right? And then because now you're going to be on edge as an influencer, like, well, dang, like you know they was throwing money at everybody before. But funny, so quick story: I graduated with a double major in marketing and economics, right? So. I interned for Coca-Cola the entire time I was in undergrad, thinking that that was the career path that I was going to choose. When I graduated in 09, Coca-Cola at the time was viewing the marketing department, a lot of it as a luxury. It's like, well, we right. So I just feel like there is going to be some cutbacks to your point. But to Carter's point, they're still going to spend the money, but it's going to be the people who like have quantified that they can get results. Whereas in the past, it's like, oh, well, you got some good followers. You're doing your thing. We'll throw you some money, too. You're going to have to, to your point, Jacqueline, it is a skill, but you're going to have to prove that you actually have the skill to convert because they can't, they're going to stop spending as much money on brand awareness marketing and they're going to spend more money on conversion marketing. And if you don't have the ability or have true influence over your audience that you can quantify, which is a skill, then you're not going to get the same money as, as the people who can prove that. Okay. So, so I think, I think it's a 50 50. Baby yeah. influencers, step it up right now. Look, I'm telling you, because and I think that's a great point, Jacqueline, because they're not gonna stop. But again, they're gonna they're gonna start reviewing their metrics, like, hey, with um with, with that ROI, King. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so I think you know, this is a great, you know, point to transition to our next point of building a secondary stream of income. Right? So, you know, if you are if you're an influencer and you make all your money selling courses or all your money through Instagram, you know, paying you out, it might be time for you to start looking at, all right, I have this following, I have this influence. Let me look at other ways to make money off my influence, whether that's getting brand deals, whether that's, you know, whatever. And so you see your point, George, having a secondary stream of income or thinking about it or already starting to cultivate it right now is paramount to your success. You know, it said you should get a health checkup at least once a year. My question is, when's the last time you had a financial health checkup? My guess, it's probably been a while, and that's why we created the Wealth Health Score. Whether you're financially out of shape or financially elite, the Wealth Health Score is going to tell you exactly where you stand and what things you can do to get into the best financial health possible. So visit MyWealthHealthScore.com to get your score today. You already know we preach this all the time. One source of income is right. none. So if you've been listening to the <laughs> podcast at all, right, you know that you should already had your secondary or, 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 or tritary. Is that tritary? Treasury. I always mess that word up. Okay. Yeah. So third, third streamer. Yeah. I'm not going to play myself on this podcast. Um, so third streamer income, you know, so if you haven't already done that or started thinking about that, now is the perfect time. Because even if you don't lose your yeah. job, you still want that secondary stream to build, out your, build up your opportunity funds so you can Boom. take advantage of all these sales that's going to happen. Like imagine this, y'all. And we said this before, but like, if your favorite pair of Jordans goes on sale, they were selling for two fifty. Now they go down to hundred. You uh-huh. would buy up the whole store. So think about right. these companies that when you see their stock price dropping or plummeting, it's like, yo, if you believe in them, double, triple down, King. Right. Price changes can change daily, right? But the value of something usually re- remains relatively constant. So don't don't get don't get so attracted to the, the price. Oh my gosh, the price of this stock fluctuated. Okay. Could have a lot of a lot of factors that make the price fluctuate. It could be back in the when in the Trump days when Trump was tweeting, it can make the price fluctuate. It doesn't mean that Apple ain't Apple. It don't mean that Amazon ain't Amazon, right? So it's just like pay attention to value and understand when you see that there is a 
a, a change in price that doesn't reflect the value of the stock or whatever it is you're buying, then you want to double down. That's what a smart person would do. Wait, so I know probably in two weeks, the apples that are normally, I don't know how much apples are, by the way. So I'm a little out of touch. I ain't been to a grocery store in a while. Expensive. They're expensive. I'm a little out of touch. Yeah, I, I can't remember. I walked into a grocery store. So forgive me. I juice apples. But like, so apples, Jacqueline says apples are expensive, right? So let's just imagine apples. How much are apples now? They're like a dollar an apple. A dollar an apple, right? So imagine that for whatever reason today, apples are 25 cents. You're like, well, damn, it was a dollar. It's the same apples, just as juicy. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to get as many apples as I can that I can keep, you know, obviously from going bad because I know next week or the week after them apples might go back up to a dollar, right? So you got to think like that, right? When it comes to investing, do not be scared, right? Do not be scared. Like you're going to, you really can quadruple your wealth if you are, you know, if you play your cards right. So definitely get I'm that sorry. secondary thing. I'm sorry. I got caught up thinking about juicy apples. <laughs> yeah, I ain't gonna lie. Good, a good apple on a hot day, it will get you right. What, matter of fact, quick random tangent. What's y'all's favorite fruit? Uh, I'm not gonna say because I don't want to be judged. June I don't have time. Watermelon. Watermelon. I use a, <laughs> use a stereotype. <laughs> right, right. But, but, but you have white though. So like, you know, kind of it's okay. <laughs> um, Jack, okay. What's Anyways. <laughs> what's my what? Wait, what's your favorite fruit? I don't think you said it. Wait, what's what is that? this tangent? What's your favorite fruit? So we know yeah. yours is watermelon. I like all melons. All okay. melons. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, we went over six, right? Six, the six topics. Yeah, we went over, yeah, six. Yeah, all six. We, the last one's just a bonus one. Okay, yeah. okay, okay, okay. <laughs> just a bonus for y'all. Why, not, why not seven? Lucky number seven, why not? You know, right. Just the bonus. So um, you're not going to share your favorite What's up with the fruit, though? Well, I mean, I see a strawberry. George said, "Oh, you're in strawberries." Oh, oh, no, I, I grew up. I grew up on a thousand acres, so we had this really big garden, and my favorite thing was watermelon, and that was before I even knew it was a thing. Okay, yeah, I mean, watermelon's good, especially when it's in season. Uh, mine is pineapples, right? Pineapples. One. I love pineapples. You got you can't go wrong with pineapples, especially. You don't like there. pineapples, Carter? No, I, I was just, I, I, I was just giving them hell, like you know. But I think pineapples are fire. Pineapples are fire. Um, I just think strawberries are better. That's all. Okay. Strawberries are better than pineapples. Cool I mean, story, bro. Okay. Anywho, so as we wrap this up, right, the, the bonus one is keep, stay focused and don't get distracted. You know, most of what you're going to see about the recession is designed to create fear and just like, that's like what the news is designed to do. Right. So if you have been listening to the show, you've probably already been making some good decisions. We always give tactical things for you to do. So you don't really need to be scared. Right. You just need to go deeper in your bag of preparation and really focus on that opportunity fund. Right. So that you can take advantage of what's coming, whatever that might be. Right. So, guys, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Melanin Money Show. And of course, as always, we'll see you next time. Peace. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of the Melanin Money Show. If you like this episode, please do us a huge favor. Leave us a five-star review. And if you're not already, subscribe to the podcast and share it with a friend because we're providing this valuable game so that you can level up as an aspiring Melanin Millionaire. Again, thank you for tuning in and we'll see you next week.